Time is not your most valuable asset. Your focus is your most valuable asset. When you are able to create more than you consume, you will become rich. Most people are only consuming, 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 and they are not having the space to create ideas, create strategies, create systems, create uh, products. This is episode number one hundred seventeen of the inspiring talk with Siddharth Rathsekar. Welcome back inside yet another episode of the Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm your host for this show. Each week, I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. Today's guest, Siddharth Rathsekar, worked for eight years in the corporate world. before he was laid off this musician turned digital geek today runs one of the largest communities of digital coaches in the country he teaches people how to live a life of freedom by sharing their expertise online he is also an author of the upcoming book you can coach where he decodes the steps to plan launch and grow a digital coaching business He wants to reform the education system by building a new breed of digital leaders. Siddharth has helped several people achieve over one crore in revenue using his system. I have invited him to share his journey from being a struggling entrepreneur to building a million-dollar online business. In our conversation, you will learn three fundamental things that helped him achieve this transformation. We also discuss how spirituality helps him succeed in his business and a lot more. Now, let's jump into the conversation. Siddharth, thank you so much for joining me. Honored to be here, Vijay. Awesome. Great to be here. Siddharth, if your life was turned into a movie, where would it begin? it would begin at the point of uh, when i failed my 12th grade i still remember that day I walked into the hallway looking to see what my results are going to be 12th board exams i still remember it was in bangalore did my puc i was i had butterflies in my stomach walking towards the hallway going to see with my hall ticket okay am i really going to make it or not i walk in there look at the notice board search for for my name and i saw 28f field in maths mm-hmm. that was a starting point and i want to start there because coming from a typical south indian tambram ayer family you know most of my relatives are all be ms well educated all that stuff and when this happened it was like can anybody be like a failure in the family it was like mm-hmm. a black sheep of the family so it really hit me hard and i it went to a mode where i had to question myself you know is am i really intelligent or what what are people going to think about me Mm-hmm. and um, i think at that point what i was going through was really like a soul searching on what is this system all about why should i be judged based on this mm. this is this moment that has happened in my life so from there on like if i have to fast forward like exactly one year from that moment mm-hmm. luckily i f- i saw a newspaper ad it was an ad on how to make music how to record music and stuff it is sound engineering course 
nine month diploma course i found that ad a week after i failed my 12th only qualification for that was 10th pass so i grabbed that opportunity went there exactly uh, one year from that moment when i saw my board exam results in this course i scored 92% wow so a fish was being judged by its ability to climb the tree absolutely so i really felt at that moment uh, when i scored 92% and i got my job my first job was when i was 19 years old and even till today all of you hearing I'm, i don't have a degree next to my name mm-hmm. what i learned was i mean not just for me but for everyone here if you really love what you're doing you will do good at it and if you just push down a system you know everybody has to do the same thing the typical education formal system that's where the dissonance is in our entire society so i'd like to start with that turning point i think i can't agree more on that because one thing that i get to hear every single time that i have conversed with a person here on the podcast is and it reinforces the thought again and again and which is you don't have to follow one success template mm. so there are multiple success templates and you don't have to even follow anyone else's success template and you can create your own template you can carve your own path and for a moment you can just you know shut the outside voice and then just like that hey what is going to be my path mm. so you dropped out of your school or the mm. traditional education system mm. were your parents cool about it not at all at that point there was a family wedding happening and uh, my uncle was getting married uh, at that point of time and all the relatives were at home and the day that my board exam results were announced so they were waiting for me to come back and share the results and i still remember i came i i did not know how to face them i went straight into my bedroom just locked myself up and i was there and they knew that there was something wrong and my mother came to me she said what happened and i said i failed and you know it was a, it was a tough situation uh, at that point so yeah so you know what happened after that was it was just another roller coaster right i was in music industry for 3 years many of my close friends are working in bollywood hollywood very close friend henry mm-hmm. is with ar rahman uh, chetan all these guys you know so my entire circle of influence completely changed in the music days and i was doing really well at that point of time being a topper i was teaching people who are like 40 years old i was 19 year old kid you know teaching a 40 year old how to make music how to record mm-hmm. on software and you know DAWs and stuff like that and it was an amazing journey and the next part of the journey was uh, even more interesting because uh, 3 years i was doing this stuff teaching and there were very few people who had the knowledge of music and technology uh, being mm-hmm. able to reproduce that so a company in dubai called me in there to start making ringtones i'm talking about mm. the initial days polyphonic ringtone days i hope you re- you remember those days right those short yeah, chords yeah, and java that. phone and yeah 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 Yeah. So the secret I want to reveal to your audience here is uh, I was the guy making those ringtones and I used to supply ringtones <laughs> to Reliance, uh, Tata Indicom, Airtel, you know. Of course Nokia tunes are all different that's like the previous gen mm. but th- this is the next gen you know the polyphonic. So I would get these uh, CDs from uh, these movie companies like Sony Records and T-Series and all they would send me the CDs I would listen to them and then I had to reproduce mm. them into MIDI format and test them on right from the most junky device to like the motor razor which was like the big thing in those days you know so i was i used to test across like 10 12 different devices and that was a phenomenal uh, experience you know going from the typical teaching world to the creation world and mm. yeah that was a pretty interesting journey wow said never let schooling interfere with your education that was your grandfather quoting mark twain yes so what's your grandfather's impact in your life and uh, how 
you have navigated through difficult phases in your life that particular quote is always going to be with me till my my last day because i remember i was an 8 year old kid just 8 years old i came back from school i was studying in bangalore bishop cottons came back one of the days and uh, grandpa was sitting in the hall i held his hand i asked him i asked him the question i asked him tata why should i go to school in fact mm. when i looked back i was probably a rebel right from my younger days and now my son is asking me the same question you know why should i go to school why should i do this online zoom school now it's like okay fine it's the same thing is coming back to me so i asked my grandpa this question and grandpa he looked into my eyes he held my hands and he said never let schooling interfere with your education and as an 8 year old boy i did not understand what he was saying but he said whether you are inside school or whether you are outside school keep learning hmm and when i connect the dots backwards i did not understand the you know the power of his statement until i failed my 12th you know because mm. otherwise it was just you know schooling is important formal education is important but when i found this other course did this course and look back okay this sound engineering course even though i did it in a you know in an institute the environment was very different it was not like a teacher with a blackboard and chalk piece and telling you looking down upon you and, you know it was most of the people who were teaching me were like my own age or slightly older mm. than me and it was a very friendly atmosphere and very it is a different environment of learning so yeah. that helped me grow fast so when i look at that statement my grandpa made when i was an 8 year old kid i've been living that message till now and that has become now the theme of my business also you know it's like to help yeah. create this new breed of teachers uh, who are not just mentors but mentors or implementers and who are yeah. creating that that learning culture and environment yeah and i also i'm aware of uh, the fact that you know you have got your kids on alternative education methods mm. so what's your view on traditional education system yeah in fact uh, based on the journey that i went through i had made a decision that when i'm going to have kids i don't want them to go through the same thing or i want to give them a different you know environment to to progress so i have two boys now my first son is uh, he's 8 years and the second son is now he's going to turn 3 tomorrow okay oh, and wow. the interesting thing is initially i was doing some research on other systems uh, i first stumbled into the waldorf education system uh, which was in in bangalore there's a school and a spanner uh, you know school where they teach through art you know they make them art they bring out their expression and of course they it's more like combined uh, learning they make the kids do different stuff so i was really considering that and um, i went to the open day in fact I had a close family friend who was also a, a teacher over there and um, and i really loved the whole methodology because it's not about no blackboard and sitting and computing portions and stuff it's about ma- helping them bring out their best and in fact the word education mm. the root word is from the word educare which means to bring out it is not to jam in you know uh, which is what the education system is right now so i was looking at different ways how uh, i can put them in those environments but after i came to chennai i found the closest thing that could assist that is montessori so i mm. my my first son has been in montessori since from when he started and mm-hmm. i can see it's been a great journey for him you know so far like uh, now it's been four years in montessori of course they have different you know primary elementary different forms but see again this also has to do with the parent it's not just mm-hmm. about the schooling system or or what they teach in school it's a combination of both so while montessori has helped him understand discovering himself working on one thing for a long time there's no periods there's no bells there's you know it's different it's not a factory system mm-hmm. at home i've been doing different things for example Uh, we watch ted talks together two mm-hmm. is uh, i play a lot of games with him together so we do a lot of multiplayer games so there's even that bonding between father and son is there because we have finished a lot of games be it ps4 nintendo switch zelda we have finished like a whole bunch of stuff together 
and there's so much of lessons that you can learn through that you know and it's, it's amazing so the way that i look at now how how i want to bring up my kid is uh, let him experience the world let him understand let's and he's also watching a lot of youtubers influencers so i i'm totally cool mm. with him checking it out and and i'm having conversation okay what is good about this guy uh, why do you like uh, preston uh, why do you like uh, mm. you know guava juice and there are so many of these you know big influencers and he's explaining to me and he's learning a lot of stuff so we are also doing a lot of uh, you know minecraft in, into that world building different worlds mm. in fact last week we built a three story house in minecraft together so i did the out out of frame this guy built the interiors you know the entire thing. Mm. so this is how i look at bringing up the next generation and i think it's just a matter of time in the next maybe 2 3 years he can start building his own business and he can start really creating something of value of his own yeah so yeah i mean when i look back at my own education journey and i'm yet to get married so uh, having the child is like a few years away but still i think a lot about how should we really look at educating our kids because yes clearly the system that we went through is not gonna help them to survive in the world that's coming and especially you know we are the certain kind of the people who are listening to the podcast are the kind of people who are at a certain level of consciousness who know what's going on around the world right and the same thing it's just going to put you on a certain traditional career path you were just limited with the options and you are just supposed to see with your blinds on mm. and then you just see you know straight in just the or direction but yeah that absolutely makes sense to look at the alternative ways to kind of educate you know your kids so you were in dubai making ringtones and then in 2011 your wife she was 3 months pregnant yes now that was a, that was another turning point of my life because you know worked you i worked fired. in the corporate world yeah i got fired got the pink slip i worked in the corporate world for 8 years from being a ringtone maker to building a team of 50 guys grew up my way up worked my way up and uh, one day the boss calls me into this cabin and says said i'm sorry to tell you that you know you've been great employee in this company but this division does not exist anymore i'm so sorry i have to let you go like what i mean we've built this for so long and at that point of time the vast industry was actually going down iphone had kicked in and there was a big transition happening in this mobile space and i was dependent on that job wife was 3 months pregnant i went back home i told her vanita i lost my job and then she just pointed at her stomach and she said what do we do about this mm. and at that moment it was one of those moments I had to make a decision the decision was should i get back to a job or should i start a business can i do something that i have better control over my own life and um, again thanks to family support you know that phase those 3 months i um, I set up a, my small agency. In fact, I did a lot of online courses. I did uh, a lot of internet marketing courses during that phase. This is like 2011 August till end of that year. And those six months, I did a lot of intensive learning. And by beginning of 2012, I set up my agency. Like just three of us, mm. uh, my business partner. She's also my cousin. And then just three of us, we set up a small agency. And I had learned WordPress building and some stuff, and I built some websites and stuff. So. I decided at that point of time okay no more job let me start my business and that was another turning point yes yeah so and then you started a business and for the next 7 years 6 7 years you were an entrepreneur so in this journey of 7 years of becoming an entrepreneur now when you look back and you say like you know things were not going right for you and uh, you know like a lot of people who feel that you know what I think becoming an entrepreneur is a cool thing where you have more control over your own 
you know, life, right? Where you can take your own decisions. And then, you know, that's what you did. But did it turn out the way you thought that entrepreneurship is going to give you the security or the freedom that you always wanted for? So maybe, you know, you can also share your journey and also share, you know, just is that decision of saying that I'm now going to quit my job and become an entrepreneur, is that enough? Was it enough for you? The answer is the journey was never what I thought it would be. And all of you here listening also, you have the aspiration, you're looking at, looking up to people like Steve Jobs, Elon Musk and all these big guys. Okay, I want to be an entrepreneur and then you get into this journey. I'll just tell you what happened in my case. Okay, so the first uh, one or two years was the exciting phase. You know, exciting in the sense, okay, I'm starting something new. We are yeah. building something new. And uh, th- there was a lot of passion in the business. Okay, the money was not there. We were getting a small, a small team, just three, four of us, whatever projects would come. In fact, what I was drawing from my company, I was only able to make one third of that on the entrepreneur journey. So I had to really yeah. cut down my whatever income I used to get as a salary versus starting the business. So I had to go through that grind. Yeah. So I did that, but the passion was there for the business. So it was a cre- creation phase. Then what ended up happening? What ended up happening is we started to add more and more team members. Project came in, you know, things started to slowly build and grow, from two member team to ten member team to fifteen member team, and then uh, next set of challenges came in. Like how do you manage people now? Uh, how do you mm. manage uh, people issues now? You know, how do you get better at delegation and all that stuff? So the, the whole project management and that next phase came in, and then the phase after that was we started to see an attrition in clients and attrition in people. And that went on for uh, two, three, four years. I would say three years easily. And year number seven, it hit me really hard because I was thinking I started my business thinking I should be my own boss. But year number seven, I have 35 bosses. I don't have any freedom. After paying all my teams, paying uh, real estate, you know, rent, uh, taxes, uh, tools, advertising, all that put together. When I would take my wife out for a dinner, I would look on the menu card and whichever was the cheapest item, I would buy that because I did not have cash flow. Mm. Hit me really hard. And then I began to question myself, should I have really come on this journey of entrepreneurship? I could have been Mm. happier in a job and doing the typical stuff. But again, I think that was needed for me for that reality check. At that moment, I realized that what I was facing was not Mm. to blame anybody but myself. Yeah, I had to face my own self hmm. because I was not running it like a proper business and I was not working on myself. I was not looking at growing that business and scaling it to profitability. I was looking at just running it for the sake of running it and taking care of people. Hmm. That's when I decided, okay, let me now transition from that mode into building a product-based business where I want to focus on freedom. I want to build a business now without any office or employees. I would like to have employees, but I want to Keep it lean and mean and focus more on profits and less on all the frills and the external stuff that is there. I want to move away from a services business to a product business. And mm. that's when I, I found my mentor. And um, this was in 2018, January. 2018, Jan, what I used to draw from my company was 75,000, 1 lakh rupees a month. Mm. Exactly in four months, by May, June, April, May, June, I was making more than 13 to 15 lakhs per month. My income wow. never has never dropped from there because of implementing three ideas that I got from my mentor, three principles. And uh, those principles really changed my life. Yeah. What are those? Let's jump into each of those principles one by one. 
And uh, I think for the entrepreneurs who are listening to this, so the people who are at job, who are looking at jumping into entrepreneurs or maybe early entrepreneurs like myself who are early in the entrepreneurship journey, we don't have to go through the seven years of grind like you did to come up with these three lessons, right? So that we can learn from the mistakes that you have made. So what would be those three key lessons from this phase of your life where you were really struggling? Please take note of this. It may seem very elementary, but mm-hmm. there's magic in simplicity. I just want to tell you that. The first principle, my mentor said, uh, his name is Vic Strises. Uh, he is from the US and I was watching one of his webinars and something clicked in that webinar. I've been getting all his emails and stuff, but I never really implemented what he said. In that webinar, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to surrender to this one guy because he was, at that point of time, he was doing at least a million dollars a month, okay, around five to seven crores mm-hmm. a month in, in the knowledge business, which I wanted to model and emulate for myself. So I decided, okay, if this guy is going to ask me to stand on one leg and send an email, I will do that. If he would tell me to take my uh, right hand, put on my right ear and record videos, I will blindly follow that because this guy is getting results. First principle he said, he said, time is not your most valuable asset. Your focus is your most valuable asset. Super powerful. Boom. I had a bulb on moment. I just thinking, okay, I've been spending so much of time on my business, but I really never focused on one thing. I was just jumping around like one butterfly, you know, like I was following like 10 people on YouTube. I would buy like four or five different courses without completing one course. I would buy the next course or whatever. I was just running that hamster wheel thinking, okay, this next thing is going to make me successful without really focusing on finishing the what I started. So mm. the first principle I implemented into my life is focus. And I'll tell you how I practically implemented it. Number one is I unsubscribed from all emails and all other people's email lists. I decided to follow just one mentor for 90 days and to take his teachings to the finish line. That's the first. Mm. Second principle, what I incorporated is I took out my phone and I deleted all the social media apps. For a long mm. time, I never had Instagram on my phone, none of that stuff. Because what I learned from him is that when you're able to create more than you consume, you will become rich. Most people are only consuming, 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 consuming. Yeah. And they're not having the space to create ideas, create strategies, create systems, create uh, products you know, that they can sell. So for those 90 days when I followed him, I unsubscribed from email lists, I deleted social media apps, I decided to follow one mentor, one system, and I applied focus. Now focus, it's a very theoretical, everybody can say, okay, you should be, you should have more focus, but practically this is how you can implement it. Wow. And absolutely. And I think what I see a lot of us struggle with is shiny object syndrome. Like there is a new thing that's in the market and I'm going to hop from this to that. And the whole thing about fear of missing out. Oh my God, Clubhouse is the new thing. Should I just really stop, you know, podcasting and go go to Clubhouse? Or maybe, you know, I have been blogging and I think, oh, I think nobody's reading blog. Maybe I think, you know, I should go and start making Instagram reels, right? So hopping from one thing to another, you know, even in the content creation space that I took example from. And the same happens with us, right? Where we go on, let's say, a book writing seminar one day thinking that I'm going to write a book and then... You know, we come back and go for something else and something else and we never implement one idea, never hang on to, you know, one thing for long enough for it to show results. And I think that's a very, very important thing. Like, you know, just focus on only one thing. Absolutely. And, you know, just go all in into it and give it a time because everything worth having or keeping takes time. And uh, in, in this world where you order something and if it if doesn't deliver at your doorstep in 30 minutes you just go gaga saying that where the hell is my order yes <laughs> i think it's difficult to do but i think yeah that's that's a great point 
absolutely and to add to what you're saying is again my mentor said that anything that comes easy is not worthwhile and anything that's worthwhile does not come easy you have to go through that okay that's yeah. a, it's a beautiful point like, like correlating to what he said which leads me to the second principle now the second principle that i implemented he said systems work people fail mm at at first i did not understand what he was saying but when i looked at my life when i was on my own i was failing and failing and failing and failing because i was not following one system and i give this example to the members in my community also like if somebody gives you a six step recipe to make a pizza hmm. and if you change the order of that recipe you're not going to get a pizza you're going to get something else and that's what i mean by system so when when i went through his programs he clearly said do this first and then you do this second do this third do this fourth and just i just need to follow it and that's what got me results but the problem today is day and age is there's so much happening on youtube that somebody takes one piece from here another piece from there and they try to put it all together and becomes like one big uh, kitchen itself it does not take them to the end goal because you're not following one path the person mm-hmm. you're learning from may be successful there's no doubts but you're taking elements from multiple places so i tell my students uh, also there's all of you here watching you do not lack knowledge you can go mm-hmm. on youtube you can swim in there for 24 hours in a day and get even more confused what people lack today is not knowledge it is lack yeah. of focused implementation and mentorship and following yeah. a proper system that went into my head and i've completely applied this system and that mm. started to move the needle in my business so focus is the first principle following yeah. the system second principle yeah you want to dig deeper into that in any thoughts on that yeah absolutely so from your own journey before even you you know started talking about the these two things that you've already shared mm. one thing that already stands out i'm not sure if audience kind of were able to find that on on what you shared is that you picked a mentor first yes and uh, <laughs> you decided that you know i'm going to follow this guy who already has got a result why would i go and reinvent the whole wheel if i have someone who have been through the journey who have made the mistakes if sid is here saying that you know i made that mistake for the 7 years of being an entrepreneur and i wish i knew these three things then i don't have to be an entrepreneur for 7 years to make the same mistakes to realize and learn these same three lessons which sid is going to tell me in maybe 7 hour course or maybe a 7 minute talk or maybe this you know 70 minute interview yes so i think that's a great observation in that which mm-hmm. i see as a common trait between a lot of successful people True. is that If you want to go from A to B, sure, you can do it all by yourself. You don't need anyone. You can figure it out. Today's age, like as you said, information is out there, and you don't need anyone to help you go from A to B. Mm. But the reason you need someone is because that person can help you go from A to B in the shortest, quickest possible way, yes. and will just warn you that hey, you are not going to make the mistakes that I made. Okay, mm. and these are the results. It took me ten years to get, but you guys can get it in one year because now I'm going to give you what I've learned in the ten years. Absolutely. In fact, that's exactly what my mentor also says that you know, he had taken ten years to figure out his formula. I just needed yeah. to follow that, and I implemented it, and I got results in three months. You know, yeah. it, because a mentor actually helps you cut short the learning curve. And yeah. the other thing to add to this is when you pick a mentor, don't just pick a mentor based on their results. Mm. I picked him for his value system, what mm. he believed in, how he looked at the world. Like he's also a family mm. guy, spiritual guy. There's a lot of charitable stuff that he does. So besides making money, I was able to look at the other side of the spectrum and what his values are, and I and I chose him because of that. Because if I was just going to pick a mentor based on income, okay, so who was making most money? Let me follow him. 
there were so many people that i could not resonate with honestly and today there are so many this flashy stuff you don't even know what they are doing is true or not you know so many influences are popping up so i think i want to add that dimension is yeah picking a mentor is important but pick a mentor not just based on their results but also what is their value system and you'll know you can see through it once you just watch a few videos listen to their podcast you'll get to know that yeah awesome let's move to the third one here where you know number one focus on one thing number two system work people fail so follow the system that has the proven track record of success and i love that you have added one more layer to the whole mentor thing because we talk a lot about on this on the show about how do you go about picking a mentor and i think that's a new perspective where when you pick a mentor obviously sure you want to have someone as a mentor who has got the results mm. but i think it's equally important for you to know how that person is as a human right yes. how human that person is and i think uh, the value system can you relate with the value system of that person or not i think that's really important awesome okay the third point was a nuclear explosion in my head he said uh, don't be cheap on your journey towards greatness oh okay and i'll tell you how cheap i used to be i used to download uh, i'm a software guy right i'm a sound engineer i used to download mm. cracked softwares i used to torrent courses movies the day i heard this one from him i said okay that's it i'm not going to be cheap on my journey towards greatness because before that i used to think i'm overly smart you know trying to get these 10000 dollar courses through torrents and go through them and stuff but you know that time i was broke yeah and the day i started to invest in my learning invest in tools even if i know there's a torrent out there i would still go and buy the course mm. i think you would agree with me with this you know what goes around comes around whether you want to call it yeah. newton's law karma theory whatever you want to call it that element it has a big play not just from a theory perspective but even in your business so yeah. even from even from when i started my business everything is 100% compliant i pay my taxes mm. on time gst in fact i got my gst number even before i was making you know 20 40 lakhs a year because i wanted to mm. make that into a habit right from the month one that i cannot treat this like some hobby if i am treating this mm. like a business it will treat me back like a business if i am treating it like a hobby it will treat me back like a hobby that, that's the lesson i got from when he said don't be cheap on your journey towards greatness huge lesson i learned and also the other thing that i see in this one is the amount of time that you are going to waste or spend mm. in finding this stuff or maybe just you know hacking that software or cracking that software yes. or maybe you know just figuring out where do i find this free stuff <laughs> then you are constantly looking for that and you know the amount of time that you are going to kind True. of uh, spend is something that you can better utilize on maybe implementing and creating something better and also i think it's is the question that you can ask yourself like is it even worth my time to you know go through all of that yeah and when you go through that route then obviously you don't have the kind of support that you will get when you are the paid customer of any product or service yes. or the program right mm. so when you go for the paid route then you have the support system you have the yeah. the thing that a paid if it's about course then you know maybe i can find the course of someone else for free wherever but i'm not going to find the community i'm not going to find the so true true and um, content is cheap and that's something that i truly believe in content is cheap like whatever you want to learn content is cheap what comes expensive is the support and the community and hand holding that's what you know people do charge for and because you you know you work with a lot of coaches and trainers yes and mentors and people think that oh my god i have this content exclusive content nobody cares about the content right 
give it for free like put it out there for free yes. nobody's going to get result mm. because you know unless you hold them accountable unless you push them you have to kick butt of the people mm. even after they pay you and i i'm sure you know this said right you know this you have 11000 people the part of the community and the amount of effort that you have to put even after they paying you the money to get them to make action and if somebody thinks that you know just by getting something for free i can you know get result i think that's clearly not going to happen not at all in fact i have two important nuggets within this point itself first is uh, you know when you are going on a road and then you take the toll road where you have to pay and get on the, get on that road that's going to get you much faster than trying all the side roads okay so sometimes mm. it's better to pay and get on the fast track it's going to be much faster than you trying to figure things out versus what i was trying to do you know like like I mentioned trying to search for these torrent and stuff like that and there's one more important thing that hit me really hard uh, later on is uh, you are going to be the reflection of your customer if you are doing all this kind of cheap stuff you can be 100% sure that your customers will also do the same thing with you you are a mirror of your customer so because i'm paying and buying everything and i set this as a code of honor in my community you know what never just get something for free if you feel that's valuable let the person ex- there has to be a value exchange for people to value the information right and because of that you know when i look at my results now in 27 months the 2 million dollars in sales that's happened because i'm continuously investing in myself so my students are behaving the same way also they're investing yeah. in me you you're getting the point right yeah absolutely you cannot expect your students to pay you if you want to be a mentor unless you are investing in yourself yeah absolutely super powerful and i think we we're going to kind of take a bit of a back step here so 2018 is when you know the whole new journey for you started with you started implementing these ideas and found a mentor for yourself and things started turning around for you and you have been in the game for like almost 10 years now 2011 you know till 2021 that's like a 10 years of you being in the journey and uh, you know in 2015 you had a panic attack you were a overworked entrepreneur working really hard to pay your team to make profits to keep your clients and then you know you were you were a overworked entrepreneur so and then you know spirituality is the other thing that you hold really dear to you and is, is something that has really helped you in your journey so what has been the role of spirituality in your life and how it helps you as a business person 2015 i went through a, a major panic attack because i was overworked not eating on time sleeping like haywire just always thinking about uh, making things work and one day it just hit me like pretty hard I, i could not go to sleep for two weeks i was in the state of insomnia and this anxiety and fear so when i would mm. just think about sleeping the fear would again kick in so It, it was pretty bad i went to the, a few doctors i went to an ayurvedic doctor and he said uh, this is uh, purely uh, mismanagement of your lifestyle lifestyle habits mm. food habits your entire body has been uh, it's it's an imbalance it's in a state of imbalance that's why it's affecting your sleep first so i had to go mm. through this entire uh, i went to this panchakarma treatment 10 days completely detox myself and i had to go back to spirituality at this point and when i say go back you know i've been brought up with spiritual values used to be you know mm-hmm. doing meditations since the age of 10 11 12 but i had lost touch you know for after because of mm-hmm. this work and stuff like that so i went back into uh, doing my own uh, meditations reading scripture and just understanding the position from not from the point of where the problem is but trying to rise myself above the problem i think there's nothing else that can do it but for having some kind of inclination to spirituality now what do you may believe in that's 
you can choose whatever process works for you but for me the process was a mantra meditation japa meditation and every mm. time i would do that i would feel a sense of solace and connection uh, from within mm. and uh, i think it took me around 3 to 4 months to completely come out and be normal as a person otherwise it mm. was always in a state of anxiety and fear before that so spirituality has played a, a huge role for me and um, mm. i have to thank my parents for giving me that uh, the seed of spirituality young age because it goes back mm. when i was uh, 8 to 10 years old my my father was an alcoholic and every mm. night i would see my mother cry and i would see a different side of my father and my mother went to an astrologer once and asked is this ever going to stop because it was very bad and uh, i grew up in that phase in my life where there was a lot of insecurities my dad mm. was like a jekyll and hyde story like he would be amazing loving father in the daytime and the night he would turn to somebody else mm. and um, thanks to my mother's spiritual bringing into the family she brought in spirituality into the family she started meditating she started to give my father tulsi water without his knowledge within 3 years he quit i mean i could see the transformation of my father happening wow because of the spiritual uh, faith and the practice that my mom was doing and she allowed my dad to be who he was but then just that atmosphere right it changed the entire thing for us as a family and i saw my father transform in front of my eyes so when i was by the time i was age 12 my dad was completely clean he he was more deeper into spirituality and then they introduced me and i was just you know getting more tuned with the scripture i used to read gita bhagavad gita i used to conduct children's classes and stuff uh, you know we would have study groups as kids you know read and discuss and mm-hmm. debate and stuff so that was the, i i felt you know that has played a huge role in my uh, you know in my life the spiritual foundation and when, when you ask me how do you, how does it connect to business for me spirituality and business is is completely interconnected Uh, because in my community right now uh, with over 11000 members we have a rule that 10% of whatever you earn after paying taxes should go towards charity and in the last few months we have given more than 2 crores in charity as a community during wow. these times okay which i'm able to document there are many people who have given but not documented but i just have a google form where i'm collecting okay how much are you giving and people are giving towards food health education and stuff like that so charity is one part of spirituality but also understanding who am i as a person and why am i doing this so for me my business is it's become more like a mission so when i say freedom business model a lot of people think okay freedom is how do you achieve financial freedom okay that's the first level how do you achieve time freedom that's the next level how do you get free from the cycle of birth and death that's the ultimate so for me i'm always thinking about that in the back of my mind like how can i build a business where i'm able to incorporate personal transformation of an individual so that they can contribute to others they can uplift society so that there is going to be a a karmic uh, points over there like if i can help somebody help somebody else there's going to be some karmic mm-hmm. reaction there in fact there's a video on my youtube channel on business and karma i go deep into this there are like six levels of karma with related to business i go deep into and i share and then how can i make my students be contributors to create a social impact and also mm. get spiritually inclined so if they can pick whatever faith practice that they are attuned to then their material activity in so called external vision becomes into a spiritual activity mm. and i for me my big inspiration is arjuna from the gita right he wanted to quit he wanted to say okay i don't want to fight in this war i'll just go into the forest and then krishna said you're a, you're a number one fool you know you should be mm. doing your duty you should be right on the forefront you're a warrior you're you're, you're a kshatriya you cannot just back off like this 
Yeah. Uh, or I would say externally, Arjuna's actions and Duryodhana's actions were the same, fighting in the war, but the intent was different. Arjuna was yeah. fighting for Krishna. Duryodhana was fighting for his own self-interest. That's how I look at business. Business, you can externally be ambitious, grow, do whatever you want, but why are you doing all of this? That's something you need to discover. Yeah, and I must say at this point of time, like I have interacted with so many experts in the country and also at the international scale as well. And uh, one thing that I really that I admire about the way you do things is the way you look at things in a holistic way, right? It, mm. It's not just about while it's about making money, but it's not just about making money. Yes. It's about like you are making people to you know think about like why they want to do it and mm. making people to donate to the charities so that build that kind of thought in their head where it's not only about you. Now, if you have enough, then you don't build a bigger walls, as they say, you build a longer chairs, right? So longer table yes. where, you know, you, you uh, share it with other people as well. And I think that's something that I really admire about you. Uh, and I wanted to understand how you got into the spirituality and do, do you still meditate? How often do you meditate? And you know what? What is the usual practice that you do? You you mentioned chanting, yes, meditation, and I love doing that. Uh, especially when I'm feeling low and I need to raise my vibration, I find chanting med meditation where, and I could be chanting anything. I could be chanting whether you know simple mantra or I I could be just chanting anything, and it it all of a sudden it kind of yes. raises my vibration. So, what are some of your uh, practices that you do? Uh, I'll just tell you like a little bit of a background. See, I I studied in a convent school. And I've sung uh, in the school choir for six years. Okay, so I really loved uh, Christianity. I, I was influenced by the Lord's Prayer and a lot of things that I went through. Okay, even though I come from a typical, you know, South Indian Tambram, you know, Ayer family and stuff. But the Christian influence was huge in my younger days. And I was more open. So I'm very open to understanding and learning from other cultures. So I've read the Bible during my school days. Then I went to Dubai for a few years. I was amazed by how Islam was. You know, and in fact, the play where I was working, I would see my fellow workers in Dubai Internet City. They would have a prayer room. They would go pray five times a day. And I was really amazed by how, in spite of being in like a top high tech place, they would never mm. uh, negotiate on their time with God. You know, so that was amazing. Mm. I really learned a lot. And then, uh, of course, because of my you know upbringing connected with uh, with the Hare Krishna movement, so I've been reading the Gita. I've read the Srimad Bhagavatam. I've read uh, some of these other scripture. So I'm able to see all of these different faiths, they are all sending out the same message and the different messengers who came in at different periods of time. And I look at spirituality also, there are two schools of thought. You have the non-religious spiritualists and then religious spiritualists. My choice is being in the religious the spiritualist. Okay, so the Vedic, mm -hmm. the Vedic version, and it's not about religion here. It is about Vedic lifestyle, Sanatan Dharma has been there for years. It's not about judging people based on their caste, creed, color, where they are mm -hmm. born and stuff. So I was really, when I, the more I studied uh, these scripture, I got to understand that it is actually so much more open-minded than just being fanatic in religion. Because religion conveys an idea of faith and faith can change. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it is not, it's not never about religion, it's about personal transformation. So what I follow as a practice is, uh, again, mantras. I do mantra chant. Mm. I also have like an altar at home. So I, when it comes to yoga, there are different processes of yoga. Mm. There is a, uh, Karma Yoga, there's Jnana Yoga, and there's Bhakti Yoga. So I've adopted out of personal preference the path of Bhakti Yoga. And I want to mm. use everything, you know, for the service of the Lord. And uh, even in spirituality, there's personalism and there's impersonalism. Some people believe in 
the end goal being a impersonal or a light that they would like to merge into and then you have another mm. school of thought where you can have a relationship with the personality of god and both are mm. true you know it's just a matter of when you go in dubai uh, terminal 3 you can pick whichever flight you want to take it's your choice you know and but the beauty mm. is the end goal can be is a decision that you need to make based on who you are able to incline with so for me my personal preference has been mantra chanting and following the the process of bhakti yoga and mm. uh, simultaneously being open to learning from all other cultures because every messenger who's come on this planet they have come with a purpose and there's something to learn from them yes yeah and the other thing that uh, you know which uh, you not necessarily talk a lot about but uh, you know which i can see is while you you mentioned that it making 2 million dollars in revenue in the last couple of years but at the same time you know you are a big believer of not owning a lot of things mm. where you know living the life of minimalism right so show us about that like how come you know the whole idea of minimalism and i think it connects with the spirituality and the deeper rooted uh, belief that you have and the grounding that you have in the spirituality true i got uh, in touch with the concept of minimalism around 4 years back i was following the minimalist joshua becker like a few influencers in the minimalist space and i really loved their concept because uh, you know the purpose of making money is to create more impact you know according to me mm. it is not like what he said is uh, not just build bigger walls but to create longer chairs and tables to help others and ever since i adopted minimalism when i moved from bangalore to chennai i gave away 80% of all my stuff and clothes to uh, blind school you know and i just thought okay let me just do it because there was a lot of stuff in my wardrobe that i have not used for 2 years 3 years and i was like wondering why am i just keeping that when when i'm not using it mm. Right now in my wardrobe I just have like uh, five of these Nike shirts white I've got a uh, five blacks couple of blues one red got four pairs of Levi's jeans and uh, of course my undergarments that's it okay so I have very few things for myself and for occasions if I have to wear like a coat or something I've got very few so my personal belongings are very less and in case I buy something new I like to give away something now I don't impose this on my wife Okay, it's only my personal preference. Okay, I want to get a lot of stuff, but of course she's also not a hoarder type. We both synchronize in, in that as well. But but the principle was I felt so much more lighter. You know, it's like the concept of having less and doing more. And ever since I adopted minimalism, I just felt I was more in my flow uh, because I realized after learning from all of these, when I was able to connect spirituality and minimalism and all that, I realized that when there's a lot of physical junk in your place. where you live it represents the emotional junk and when you're able to clear the clutter you'll be able to see what you really want and i've seen that work like magic ever since i've cleared up my space have less things for myself it gave me better clarity on what i wanted in my life and it just beautifully started to synchronize even with my spiritual thoughts where i don't want to make money just to hoard because sometimes people misunderstand spirituality as okay making money is too bad you know all this kind of paradigms that have been installed or uh, the you know money is the root of all evil and stuff like that but no money is just a tool and it's great to be ambitious but as long as you know that you're not using it just for your sense gratification yes we need to have the basic stuff that we want but when you're able to use it for creating impact uh, that's a big motivator for me so minimalism and all of this is just just fit in so well into my life's puzzle yeah so here you are saying that you were a entrepreneur who wanted to make money and you know by the time when you started in 2018 so the first time you had a kid in 2011 you know you were kicked out of your job and in 2018 mm. when you were about to have the second son uh, you know you were getting into this path of getting freedom where you were building the freedom business model uh, as you call it 
and then you know you wanted to bring your son with the best thing that you can do as a dad right now that you know you have been in a situation where you you have the comfort of having money in your life yes right where you don't have to you know worry about where's the next thing that you want to you know have in your life that's going to come from right you don't have to worry about money you have a in a way freedom from that right and i know that you know you have as we discussed mentioned a couple of times like you have yes. 11000 people who are in the community who are learning from you mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. you want to create 100000 people living the life of freedom where they don't have to worry about all of these things right but what is the ultimate end game as they call it like what's the end game that you are playing and what is the end game that you are aiming for let's say you have done all of this you have created 100000 people who are living the life of freedom you have made all your money you have your spiritual practices going deep and then you served so many people what is the end goal that you are looking at is to is to bring about a golden age mm-hmm. and i'll explain to you this on a deeper level because i've thought a lot about this uh, because everything it mm-hmm. leads to the next thing okay so based on my background my story uh, the first step is i want to prove to the world that there is an alternate path to achieve success not through the formal education system formal education system does its part but you can create a lifestyle of your choice by stepping into your passion and doing things that you really love to do okay but for that to happen you need to have the right mentors the right teachers the the people who can really bring about that change so the first piece of this entire what do you say game plan that i have is to reform and create a new breed of teachers and mentors and that's the purpose mm. of my community so when when we're able to create uh, the next breed of teachers mentors who are not just mentors but are implementers themselves and who are building communities themselves now that's going to be the first phase of this entire journey the second phase what's going to unfold is right now easily i can say there are at least 400 to 500 of members from these 11000 people who are building their own tribes now they have tribes of 200 300 mm. 400 people within their own communities so the internet is like a big ocean and facebook is like a big continent sitting on there in the big continent what i want to do is i want to help people create their own islands like i have my own island you have your own island somebody else has their own island my island is about digital coaching your island is about podcasting so you're going to be creating all these small 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 islands which are going to be created and these islands are going to be like uh, places where people can come they can get nourishment they can get value they are a part of a community they are growing so that's the second phase mm. of the game what i'm looking at is all these different islands being sprouting in the third phase of the game is where these islands start to support each other cross pollination it's already happening right now like i get invited to somebody else's tribe yeah. and then uh, i invite them to my tribe and recently we like success gyan we did yeah. an event called super growth summit we had uh, 13 of us speakers and all of us came together yeah. and we did an event together it was 9 am to 4 pm amazing so mm. now we are cross pollinating these tribes and serving each other's yeah. communities without competition yeah. all our collaboration mm. now when that happens yeah. first uh, outcome of this is the education system is going to get revamped because the new wave of education is this you know learning from mentors yeah. or implementers when this happens people will start to align themselves to more meaningful purposeful living they'll be more aligned as they're not just going to go and work for the sake of making money but they're going with a purpose to be fulfilled and also contribute back and when this happens i do not know how long it will take but even if it takes 10 15 years we will see a golden age in this world that's the end game for me wow i love that i love that and i think 
you know, the whole idea about we discussed about the traditional education system and, you know, the problems that you mm. see with the traditional education system and kind of saying that this is the only one success path that we have. And we have seen a lot of people right now being more and more open and even parents being open for their kids going out and experimenting yes. with the things. And also for people to realize that I don't have to do this one thing for the rest of my life, I can go and learn something else, right? Right now, I, I love doing podcasting and I'm doing it, but maybe, you know, in five years, I, I might be doing something else. And I know that, you know, it's okay for me to do whatever I want to do in next five years, right? Right now, maybe, you know, you are teaching people to become a digital coach and maybe, you know, you want to still achieve the same goal, but might be the modes and means could be totally different based on what's going to come up in the future. And, uh, you know, constantly being adapting you know, adapting to what's new and, uh, and and just constantly adding value, right? So for you to influence people, right? And I'm not talking about, obviously, the Instagram influencers um, doing the makeup in front of the camera and calling themselves influencers, but influencers in the real sense, right? Where when you ask people to do something, they do follow you because they have a high level of respect and trust for you and because you have added tremendous amount of value to these people. So that, you know, they know that, you know, whenever you ask them to do something or whenever you do something, then they want to blindly follow you because you have added immense value and build that connect with them, right? So how can someone build that kind of influence where people really can become like a real life influencers? I actually have an answer to this because this I've studied uh, religious movements. I've studied political movements. And I've studied also, even if you look at Simon Sinek's TED talk on how, uh, you know, the why, you know, and how when leaders operate from inside out, like Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, I mean, they operated on a totally different level, which really created revolutions. Yeah, It's not a marketing gimmick. It is genuine core. They're operating from a core. So I want to detail out there are six steps. In fact, I've analyzed this, uh, the six steps to taking your message and making it into a movement. The first step is... Mm -hmm. It has to operate from your core. Like you need to have a story that is in alignment with your mission. Okay, so you need to have a core message. Okay. Uh, second step is that core message has to be made very clear. For example, mm. for me, my core message right now is I want to redefine the education system and employment system by building a new breed of teachers. So that's the core message. Mm. But the the core was the experience that I went through in schooling system. And that's why the core message has been formed. So we need to go through an experience to bring out a message. Okay. So the second step is to make mm. your message very crystal clear. The third step is to start rallying. So if you look at political rallies or you look at uh, spiritualists, right? They go and rally. They, yeah. they go and speak to the audiences. And today the rallying is is like what we are doing. We have we are podcasting, your webinars, your videos. Yeah. You have so many different media now to rally as compared to the olden days where you know Gandhiji would have had to go to some village and people would come and he would talk about it. Okay, yeah. talk about his vision. Yeah. So the rallying is the third step. Mm. The fourth step is once we are rallying, the fourth step is you'll start to attract a, a few people uh, who believe in what you believe in. You know, so it is not about you. Mm. It is about what you believe in. So people need to align with your value system. So you'll get this initial set of followers. That's the fourth step. Once you get those followers, yeah. the fifth step is important. You have to now empower the leaders who are coming out of those followers. So when you when you're attracting the followers and you're nurturing them, like even in my community, people are, they're able to resonate with my vision and they're building their own communities. Mm. But now they want to serve our own community. So we have a whole bunch of facilitators where they are coming in, they are, we are doing meetups and stuff. So even if you look at Gandhi or look at mm. all the other uh, political movements, the second line of leaders come in and then the leaders are empowered. And step number mm. six 
is where the leaders carry forward the movement look at even uh, spiritual organizations Let, let's look at jesus christ you know he was yeah. the guy who yeah. came in he had this message he had this 12 disciples mm. you know then uh, it's become a revolution now you know the, it's all over the world yeah. so the leadership mm. will carry forward the vision of the leader so that's how a message mm. becomes into a movement and it always comes from a core i hope that's answered your question yeah yeah well i think that's uh, that's really important that you say that you know it always comes from core you yourself are a digital coach and you are looking at getting you know these new breed of teachers who are going to be the coaches and uh, a lot of people want you know get into it because of the short term mm. vision right i want to make quick buck and you see a lot of people doing that and every every other person today who knows a thing or two about anything they are an expert on that and you know they are coach and i have seen that right i have seen that you know people kind of calling themselves a coach of certain thing for two months and then the person all of a sudden is coach of something else and something else just because they are you know again hopping from one place to other being more opportunistic then saying that why do you deeply care about this certain thing and if you really don't care about that one thing and you are not mm. passionate in the sense that you know you really can add value and want to want to mm. go deep into it uh, and that's not going to yes. help right so Absolutely, yeah. yeah no i'm totally with you on that because people when they come in uh, even for me like my marketing hook is how you can make money as a digital coach but once they come inside they realize that they have to work on themselves you know if you have to make money you got to work on yourself and so yeah. that's how the journey is and when i say work on themselves they need to first align themselves to what goal they want to achieve they need to have a mindset of giving versus getting like no hunter mindset this is all about farming okay you cannot go out there just to get get more sales you got to plant the seeds of value you got to nurture the seeds and it may take time you know so all those concepts get injected once they come into the conveyor belt you know once they come inside the system but until mm-hmm. then yeah but yeah. and again there are many people like you said they may not be able to find their niche right in, in the first go so they mm-hmm. try one it doesn't mm-hmm. work then they try the next and that is their journey of uh, self discovery like for example for me i started with affiliate marketing as my first niche and then mm-hmm. i got success in affiliate mm-hmm. marketing and then i realized after i built a small sizable community i was getting feedback from the community then i realized okay this is what i want to do next so my entire business if you ask me it has is that it has evolved based on what needs my community had from me yeah. so that's a the different game so yeah i'm totally with you on this and i'm pretty sure many people are on that journey of trying to discover what it is but once you hit it i think you have to just um, stick on it yeah absolutely super so first question to you about the digital coach because also you know you are coming up with a book called you can coach how do you plan launch and grow digital coaching business into a six figures a month is it possible for anyone to become a coach the answer is a big yes the reason why is because everyone is born with a unique set of abilities skills and talents in this world mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of identifying what that is and structuring that in a particular way so that you can serve somebody else now there are different grades of coaches when i say grades hmm. a coach does not mean that you need to have thousands of people following you as a digital coach that could be even a person hmm. who's just helping five other people now that is also creating an impact so many people look at uh, what i'm doing or they look at say what rajiv is doing and we have many other experts in us and they feel okay this is the benchmark but actually that's not true you could there could be so many levels different grades of coaches that are there so my first answer to the the question is anybody can coach because everybody has something to share everybody has a message they just need to identify what that message is and i mm. cover that in my book so in my book the first part is about how to plan 
So in the planning part, I get into how to find your topic, how to design a curriculum, mm. and how do you structure the launch. The second part is the launch. How do you launch your courses? How do you build your influence to attract the right kind of people coming towards you? And the third part, I talk about how do you, you know, grow it further in terms of sales because there are so many different funnels you can use. It does not have to be just a webinar funnel. There are so many different ways to market courses these days. And then how do you build and nurture tribes? And the last part. is where mm. i'm going to talk about uh, how do you maximize your profitability by looking at alliances partnerships mm. and multiple things and besides that i we've got interviews with uh, jack canfield i have an interview with uh, blair singer who's one of my mentors as well as dr john d martini from movie the secret we have more than 18 to 20 interviews that are power packed of the leaders in the industry so that's what the book is going to be uh, all about that's why the title of the book is you can coach the message mm. is a, a direct message to everyone that yes you can be a leader you can mm. uh, build your own communities and you can help others with your knowledge awesome i'm so looking forward to the book it's releasing in next couple of next few days not a couple of days but next few days pre order is already available so i'll link that up in the description of this episode so if you want to just you know pre order the book just go ahead and do that because sid is the man of value and as i mentioned right i really appreciate the way he does things which is he you know talks about things holistically even on the internet era you will find like people just talking about the one thing but he's like you know hey wait you know you can pick up the skills but it's just not going to get you results if you don't work on the other aspects of your life or maybe you might be successful in one thing and then you know you everything else can be really uh, you know scattered so you want to put all those pieces together so sid now i have a round which i call is a enlightening round so i'm going to ask some questions to you and uh, you know to shoot some short answers to each of these questions okay sure let's do it what inspires you to do everything that you do my two kids love them and whatever i want to do is to inspire them and probably model what i'm doing and do better than me that's what inspires mm-hmm. me what is the one wrong belief about yourself that you've held for the longest period of time i had this belief that uh, i cannot change so i w- i would tag myself saying okay i'm just an introvert you know all these mm. tags So the day I I you know went to all these different training programs once I realized that I can change or I can just drop those tags and be a different person or I can work towards becoming a different version of myself that's where everything changed so just to reiterate I was just a geeky sound engineer behind a laptop making music and I thought that's who I am and mm-hmm. until I went to the training programs realizing that that's one part of me but I could also be this somebody who's outgoing wow. out there doing things online not just sitting behind the system so that was a huge belief shift that i had and i'm and i also tell people uh, in in my community like you can be both ends of the spectrum be spiritual be material be uh, you know introvert and extrovert if you are able to push yourself without having tags you know technical non technical or all people for for all kind of tags to themselves right once you're able to play both the sides of the spectrum using the word and you know you can be this and that then the game changes wow i think that's powerful awesome thanks for sharing that so if you have to let's say credit everything that you have been able to do in your life to one habit of yours daily habit of yours what would that be i listen to the strangest secret in the world every single day by earl mm-hmm. nightingale huge shifts i've been doing it for 3 years now awesome what do you want to be remembered for the guy that transformed the education system Can you share a book or two that has influenced you personally in the recent past? Thou shall prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lapin. It's written by a Jewish priest. 
and he brings in a spiritual angle to creating wealth amazing book thou shall prosper and the second one is uh, by dr joe dispenza it's called uh, becoming mm-hmm. supernatural amazing he's decoded science and spirituality literally i mean people think meditation is some some voodoo stuff but actually this guy has he has put uh, sensors on people's brains and analyzed what happens when when people meditate and stuff it's amazing book becoming supernatural yeah hmm if there is someone in the position where you were in 2011 you know kicked out of job or maybe not kicked out of job maybe in the position where they just don't have any clue of what to do next in the life what would be your message my message is uh, invest in yourself and learn from people who are really getting results don't hold anything back just go go full on awesome i have one last question that i want to ask you said but before i ask you that question if people would like to learn more about you get in touch with you what is the best possible way uh, i think the best place is to connect with me on my youtube channel i've got a lot of videos i keep sharing a lot of case studies so just look me up on my youtube channel and you can do that uh, i have my podcast called the freedom business podcast and uh, i share a lot of in-depth concepts in the podcast 15 20 minutes just going to be restarting a lot of interviews but i do a lot of research that means i spend at least 2 3 hours researching before i share a 15 minute audio so please subscribe to my podcast uh, called the freedom business podcast yeah super i'll link all of that on the description of this episode make sure you check and follow this guy especially if you are somebody who's looking at starting yourself in the online business journey in the online education business where you have something that you want to share with the world and you want to learn where do i begin said is your man just uh, check him out a lot of value a lot of content and if you feel like then you can obviously sign up for his you know courses and programs but also on just on his youtube and uh, and the blogs that he write and the podcast he shares tons of stuff so see here's the last question for you yes you do quite a bit of a speaking gig imagine that you are standing on a stage at a stadium and this is the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world mm. there are millions and millions of people on that stadium eagerly and passionately waiting to listen to you and you have been given only 1 minute of the time to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life what would be your message my message to all of you here is that you are born for greatness the fact that you are alive it only means that there is something for you to do in this world to create an impact in somebody else's life and to have more than you got i love this quote by jim ron to have more than you got you have to become more than you are and success is not something what you pursue it is something that you have to attract by being an attractive person and it's not about physical attractiveness it's by by bringing out that beauty that's already there in you which is hiding for years and years and years So my message to all of you here the stadium here is identify what is that spark in you and fan that spark let it shine because you being alive it shows that somebody out there is waiting to be impacted by you that's my message thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode with Siddharth Rajsekhar I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Siddharth's book you can quote is available on Amazon. I have put the link in the description. Don't forget to check that if you'd like to build a digital business. Also, if you'd like to learn a step-by-step 
process of building your digital coaching business i can't recommend enough siddharth's freedom business model course i have put the link for the course with a very special offer on the description of this episode i'm myself a student of his course and i found it extremely valuable i'm sure you will too thank you so much for listening to this episode i'll see you in the next now go out there and do something inspired Thank you.